This is episode 89. 89! Of the whole SETI BIMCO empire, but episode 39 32. of SETI BIMCO part two, The Revenge. No, you got it wrong last week. 39. <laughs> I had to correct you in editing. I know, it was good. Made for it's a better episode. Pagan holiday special. Going to celebrate the holiday with the demigod known as Hercules. And I chose this, right. not George, even though he I knows know. all about Greek mythology. So later, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to yeah. talk about Hercules starring uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in his first movie. No, Arnold Strong. Wait, that was Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. <laughs> I was shocked. Also. He was not billed the, as such. Yes. We answered the age-old question. Did Jesus ever get revenge on the Puritans for banning Christmas in Massachusetts from 1659 to 1681? Did you know they did that? No, why? This, this show's educational because it was too commercialized. They were having too much of a good time. Mm. Sounds like a lie. Sounds like a Tim Hamilton lie. Drinking, having sex. They're like, no, you're not celebrating it. George, this is not a lie. You look it up. They banned it in Massachusetts. (laughs) You'll see. 1659. You're just wasting time testing me. The penalty for keeping Christmas is a law enacted under Puritan rule. For the next 20 years, anyone found celebrating the holiday by failing to work, feasting, or any other way would be fined. Yep, there you go. Wow. Puritans really just suck. It's SETI BIMCO Part 2, The Revenge, the show where we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. So uh, this is SETI BIMCO Part 2, The Revenge, the show where we watch these bad movies and we make up revenge sequels. And I got a great one. It's a Greek myth George has never heard before. But before we watch... Oh my goodness. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, uh, back when I was a guest star and we used to m- mention these things... Uh, it was often mentioned that I am a author who writes books yes. about Greek mythology. So this should be, I know if you listen to this show regularly, you're like, this guy doesn't write about Bigfoots. I do sometimes, but like really my bag is Greek <laughs> mythology. So you'd think this episode would be right up my alley. Nope. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but before each episode, we pick a wild card question because we're going to get to the end of this movie and ask what character from this movie would be most likely to which character is most likely to? Ooh, who's most likely to be drunk during a Sasquatch encounter? <laughs> drunk during a Sasquatch <laughs> encounter. Reminding listeners again, uh, Tim wrote all of these after watching the original Boggy <laughs> Creek, so chances are Bigfoot will be evoked. And before you also start, I want to thank, because we record ahead, a few weeks ago I was on the New Yorker Cartoon Caption Contest Podcast, episode 138. Ooh. It's got my name on it. Go listen, and uh, we talk about fun stuff with Paul and Beth and Nicole. Uh, they, they're, they're such fans of the New York Cartoon Caption Contest. They have a podcast about it, so we talked about now, mine. Do they just describe your drawing, or is it assumed as a listener that you have already seen the drawing that gets the caption? Yeah, you can look online to see it. Okay, so if I type in Tim Hamilton, I'm definitely not going to see a lot of porn, right? Right. George, if you go to your computer and open something called a browser, you can see all cartoons. eh? I'm going to type in Tim Hamilton. Let's see what comes up. (laughs) See, for these people. you got to write illustrator. Illustrator. Let's see. (laughs) Otherwise, you get Tim Hamilton, Hamilton, the adult film star. Yeah, that guy, he's got some abs, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Tim Hamilton, illustrator. And uh, first thing that comes up is a picture of you and former guest of this very program, Natalie Kim. Okay. I was on her show and her show was popular. Yep. And when Natalie came on, we got lots of hits. 
And then she left, and uh-huh. no one wanted to listen anymore. <laughs> That's why you stopped having guests. <laughs> she ruined the show. Yeah. What if I put in Tim Hamilton nude? What happens then? Well, I don't know. Oh, you'll see. get the porn star, George. Come on. Oh, you know I don't get... Tim, you never told me you did these sort of <laughs> yeah. pictures. Right. Everyone, shocking. Shocking turn of events. I needed money during the 90s. <laughs> and I, I want to I correct something. Oh, I know you have, you have news. Um, I, I do? Two, two uh, weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, we four weeks watched ago. The Creature from Black Lake with the, the famed Jack Elam. He was playing an old man. He's the ac- actor with the, the lazy eye. Yeah, Jack, famously Jack. wandering eye. He played every wild mountain man and dr- town drunk in every movie made from like 1968 to like 1984. So we do a lot of irresponsible internet research. And uh, I read <laughs> oh, that he got in a fight with a, a, a Boy Scout and that Boy Scout uh, poked his eye with a pencil. And that's why he has a wandering Wait, eye. Didn't so, I read the same thing? You did. But uh-huh. I was cleaning up my office and I was typing this week. And I don't know why I looked up Jack Elam, but there was a, I don't usually click on these, but there was a YouTube video. Uh-huh. It was like, Jack Elam, why was his eye like that? And what was his shocking confession when he died? And I'm like, oh, listen, oh. it's only like five minutes. So they said in there that um, he damaged his eye in the Navy. But I think this was mm. all written by AI. It was so strange because the, the story says, and his first, his first marriage ended because his wife died of colon cancer. And then later they're saying he struggled with alcoholism. That's why his first marriage ended. I'm like, well, what? (laughs) He just gave two reasons for why his first marriage ended. So I was waiting for his shocking confession. So he was in the hospital with his wife. He was sick. And I'm listening to it. And it just just says he suddenly sat up in bed and he was holding his favorite shoes. And he smelled them. And he said, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. And then he died. God. (laughs) <laughs> this was this whole thing for an excuse to do that quote unquote joke. You're gonna do. We're gonna lose. We we had a chance no. by having a movie people have actually heard of for listeners to tune in, and they hear this and they're like, first off, who's Jack Elam? <laughs> Second off, what's this guy going on about with the? Oh. That's not what he said. He they were watching The Wizard of Oz, and he jumped up in bed. And he said, "Look, I can see a Munchkin hanging in forest in the background." <laughs> It's our Christmas episode, George. We're just having a party. This is oh, oh. this is Christmas. Wait, should we be should we be drunk? Yeah. See how I'm toasting you. Oh, Tim. <laughs> by the way, everyone, he just brought up a big jug with several X's written on the side of it. it looks like moonshine. <laughs> In fact, his lips are actually on fire because the alcohol content is so high. So yes, it is. <laughs> put them this out be a good with crackers. Of Seti Bimka. <laughs> the salt in the crackers puts the fire out. Don't use water, folks. Don't ever. For a chemical fire like alcohol. Yep. Tim knows because he's, what, you said alcohol fires in your house like what, three times a day? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why your skin is so dry because it's all the salt all over from constantly putting out fires. I have to open the alcohol bottles with matches and it, it's, you know, it's, like, <laughs> it's a combustible combination. It's such a weird chick you have. <laughs> so do you want to say anything before we get to the movie? I get, I mean, you, you did do, say. You I do had, have news. But I, don't I do have big news this I, uh, this this <laughs> month. And folks, I know a lot of you like to ship Tim and I. I have good news and bad ship. news. The good news is I am now engaged to be married. The bad news is it's not to Tim. <laughs> we will continue our verbal both, love affair both in future good news. episodes of Seti Bimco. <laughs> but, 
People have noticed. There's been a lot of stuff that comes through these episodes. There's a little furtive, furtive moments of just like you can't see the video, folks. You did. There's a lot of steamy glances between Tim and right. I. A lot of right. double entendres. A lot of just kind of pregnant pauses as we lose each other's in our gaze. But um, <laughs> yeah. So now uh, I'm a f- sorry, ladies. To quote what they said on the Sullivan Show about John Lennon. Sorry, ladies. He's oh, I'm not married yet. He's about to be married. Oh. Wasn't and John fellas, Lennon actually because married we back then? here at Seti Bimco. Yeah, you, you've heard that thing, right? Yeah. yeah when they course. showed him, it said, sorry, ladies, he's married. And then, you know. John Lennon's like, you're supposed to keep that he's secret. Like, Damn it. Now I'm going to pick up Yoko Ono <laughs> at an art thing. <laughs> I think, our, said, I think our Beatles esoterica is one of the reasons <laughs> we are such a popular revenge-themed podcast. I think so. People are like, I, I want to see what random bits of boomer band the beatles they evoke knowledge about today is that all you want to say about it uh i didn't know yeah, if you I guess had so. a, an amazing story okay i do but i don't want to tell these people okay all right if they tell me their engagement story i'll tell them mine how's about that and folks <laughs> right in. if you have a good engagement story oh let's make this a thing if we get in for every letter that we get in, inscribing their engagement to Seti Bimco, George will send you two dollars. E at the end of gmail.com. <laughs> I will not send you two dollars. I will reveal a salient detail about. I'll, no, if we get even one letter, even right. one letter that we are allowed to read over there, I will read. <laughs> I will tell you all the story of my engagement because it is a good Ooh, story. Yeah, it's full of tears and fears, <laughs> and um, <laughs> what what. And I was shouts? trying to come up with shouts. And shouts, shouted shouts. I'm like, I know that band had a hit. <laughs> and then you're going to let it all out because these are mm-hmm. the things I could do without. Come on. All right. <laughs> you were sat in, a, sat in a big easy chair when you did this or something. I think that album is called Songs from the Big Easy. I don't know. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank. I mean, I think. Wait, what? Hmm. Tim. <laughs> I don't know. We went shooting, pa- or at least with Boomer Band, the Beatles. They're the most famous band that ever existed. We could get into their minutiae. <laughs> I don't think we could do it with Tears and Fears. By the way, we're referencing a band called Tears for Fears, everybody. Yes, Tears for Fears. Because you're probably, I mean, they weren't even a one-hit wonder. They had like four or five <laughs> hits, but you probably don't know who they are anymore because they're old, like Tim and I. Yes. All right. Jack Elam, when he got up in the hospital bed, he also said, don't invest in NFTs. I think that was what <laughs> the real story weird. was. Yeah, that's weird. I guess uh, like like the Norse god Odin who traded his eye for wisdom, Jack Elam injured his eye in whichever way he did, be it a naval injury or a crazed Boy Scout with a pencil, and he also received knowledge of the future that way. He did. Let's talk right. about the movie then. Yeah. It's, now, why are we talking about Norse gods? We could watch Hercules in New York. It's Olympic. It's colossal. I am having too much fun. It's Arnold. Oh, wow. <laughs> See it for the first time in its original form with Arnold's real voice. Smile. I like him, even if he is a bit crazy. Mr. Universe, Arnold Schwarzenegger stars in... Isn't it enough since Hercules and Old New Chariot? He has been immortalized. I've been who? Hercules in New York. You said it was 1970. Uh... It showed up for me as 69. I know. I've seen it as both. I don't know. Hmm. Close enough, I bet right? you it was one of those instances where it was filmed in 69 and released in 70. The only difference is six, I mean, not much difference in 69 and 70. I think 69, uh, Paul and John were still talking. 70, they were not talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Put our Beatles references in here. 
Yeah. Any <laughs> any time in the history of the show the word nineteen seventy comes up, you will mention a character hearing on the radio the Beatles might be splitting up. <laughs> it's like it's your touchdown. So for folks who don't know this movie, like this is a movie I've certainly been aware of for many mm-hmm. years because it is the film appearance, the first film appearance of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. Um, I was a little surprised how old it was. Yeah. I don't know I how old he was. I forget he's as old as he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, you know, I you, you tend to think of him, you know, I guess he was in Pumping Iron, which was the first thing, which I don't know when that is really. Later 70s, I think. Oh, is it? Okay. Because I always think of him as like Terminator, which is like, what, 84? Yeah, 84 or 5. But he was so, Hercules. I mean, he was Conan first. Oh, my God. Wait, what was Terminator? Drum laughs at your four winds. Oh, I can't. Was Conan before? Yeah, yeah. That was like 80. Oh, my gosh. Okay, wow. So... Okay, it's not as big. I mean, it's still interesting that he was in this movie like in 10 years later. Like he's not he's really not in anything to note until then. I no, guess no. pumping iron. Not till Conan. Um he is not very good in this movie. No, no. Which I mean. is funny cuz I I mean, I know people make fun of the Schwarzenegger for being a not great actor. I think he's actually a pretty good actor. Later like on, there's yeah. there's there's things about him that will sometimes be, especially earlier who does he has this funny yells yeah yeah and stuff <laughs> um but like the guy's undeniably charismatic can really hold the screen he's <laughs> he's really very wooden here and did you hear the quote he said about this uh i did not i think he was being interviewed i don't i want to say charlie rose he's being interviewed by some person they said if you had to fill if you had a time machine what would be the one thing you would do different? And he said he would go back in time and not film this movie. Oh, I was going to say you like, murder, murder the people. Well, they said that you can't. That's actually not in the option. He says, I'd like to go back in time and fuck a triceratops. <laughs> it's like, whoa, that's weird. Um, no, like he hates this movie. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it I was mean, fun. It was, it's meant to be a comedy. Yeah, and it's... Uh, we have a rule. We, we sometimes talk about movies. Uh, are they too good for Sadie Bimco? And sometimes we have movies that we feel are too good for Sadie Bimco. Like recent uh, movie, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, we decided <laughs> probably was a little bit too good for Sadie Bimco. Maybe. Happy to report Hercules in New York is not too good for Sadie <laughs> Bimco. And, uh, <laughs> oh, the little guy. I sent you a film I'm sure you didn't watch. Yep. Arnold Stang. Did oh, you, I, I actually did watch about 30 seconds of it before I turned it off, but yeah. He's he's like a little, for people who don't know him, he's a little guy who's often played sidekicks in a lot of movies. I don't mean to be mean to him, but he's like a little guy with no chin and big big glasses. He's the classic yeah. nerdy little guy. Uh, but a very New York style of nerdy little guy. Oh, yeah. He was almost playing Woody Allen. he's got a very thick, Allen. like old school New York accent. He, w- he wouldn't be in Woody Allen movies, would he? No, no, I've said he almost played a Woody Allen-like character. Yeah, he plays like kind of like super like neurotic sort of New Yorky guys. He really has no chin at all. It's kind of amazing. No. And I found he a looks fact. looks like a caricature. I found a fact. I don't know if you saw because you're not Probably mentioning not. it. Uh, when the radio, yeah, when the radio was invented, uh, mm-hmm. he they did a Archie's radio show and Stang. Archie's the comic? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Stang uh, played Jughead, did his voice. Oh, that tracks. On the Archie's Andrews, Archie Andrews radio show. Did he, as Jughead, do a rap song? <laughs> Probably. Because Arnold Stang <laughs> and Jughead, they invented rap, right? <laughs> yes. He did. He would hip hop, hippity hop. He was also the voice of the Honey Nut Bee in the 80s. 
for Honey Nut That's Cheerios. That's it. Wait, really? Yeah. Okay, it's a pretty storied I, career for this guy. I can't do his voice. His voice is too unique. Can you? Yeah, I He's feel like, like it would. I feel like it would be very easy to lapse into um, offense too. I know. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, his voice cracks. That's all. His voice cracks, and it's uh, his yeah. voice cracks, and it's kind of high pitched, and it's got a real thick New York accent. And yeah. it, it's <laughs> it's it. That's me trying. It's not there. Just yeah. if you just watch it, it's just um, yeah. He is kind of like. I would rather listen to his voice though than Woody Allen's. Like they are, they are of a similar sort though. Or Popeye, as we know, Popeye grates on you for some reason. <laughs> it does. And yet hey, you like the movie. I love the movie. The movie's great. <laughs> anyway, that was a I was a reference to a previous episode, folks. I mentioned that offhand line as a child that I found Popeye to be grating. Yeah, that's and I odd. preferred watching Tom and Jerry where they didn't speak at all. And Tim, Tim really lapsed onto this. This has bled over yeah. into our real world correspondence. He mentions it in our group <laughs> threads and stuff. He keeps throwing the under the bridge. Like, like anytime anything even tangentially related to Popeye comes up, he's like, George hates Popeye. <laughs> it's very strange. I didn't like Pink Panther. Because he didn't talk. I thought they were weird cartoons. They are weird. This is car- right. cartoons with Tim and George. We should do a side podcast called that. <laughs> Seti Bimco animated. You can finally do the animation that you were supposed to do for this one when I wrote my list. It's a, it's a bad omen. It's You'll leave the show one. as soon as I draw a caricature of you. All right. So the movie is Hercules in New York, 1969, starring Arnold Stang, who we talked about extensively, and mm-hmm. Arnold Strong, which is uh, what Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger is billed as in this because somebody's like, Schwarzenegger, you'll never be a big star at the hard right. to pronounce name like that. Yeah. That guy is probably a hobo somewhere right now. <laughs> First line of this movie, I thought was pretty clever, and I wrote it down. I didn't. Go a ahead. voiceover narration says, myth and history merged into mystery. Okay. I'm like, how have I never heard that before? That's actually not bad. Really? I'm laughing at that. I'm sorry. Well, it's, it's better than expected from this movie. Myth and history merged into Mystery? Mystery. Yeah. Did you myth say mystery? Hist- myth and history. Yes. Myth, oh. mm, if, and history. I missed merge it. Merge into mystery. I have to apologize, George. That's pretty good. Right? I, oh, you I thought, misheard what did you think you. I said? I just oh, what do you think I said? I thought you said hysterectomy. Like, oh, no, mystery. <laughs> Sorry. So, God damn these jokes. <laughs> it's so not a mad. joke. I misheard you. So. <laughs> The movie opens up on Mount Olympus, which I'm pretty sure is just a part of Central Park, right? 90% of this movie is filmed in Central Park. <laughs> yeah. This is not that Central Park, if you're not a New Yorker, Central Park is a beautiful place. And it's some place you should ever visit. It should never be mistaken for Mount Olympus, the home of the gods, though. Because it looks just, I mean, it's a staircase I'm pretty sure Mount Olympus doesn't have like, you know, red bricks on it. <laughs> Right, like Aren't just just guessing. You're like I would assume marble. <laughs> yes, maybe marble. I don't know. It's ancient Greece. You know, George. Don't pretend. Well, I draw it with marble, but that's just me. Okay. Who could truly know the mysteries of Olympus, Tim? I'm just pretty sure it doesn't <laughs> look like this corner of Central Park. They're pretending it is. I said Greece looks kind of drab. That's what I wrote. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's unimpressive. And we meet Hercules. Who, yes. Tim and I. Arnold. I did want to actually watch the version where they had the dubbed voice, but. Because you watched the uh, undubbed Arnold's version, voices. I decided I should probably watch the same thing so as to avoid an Equinox situation. You watched Go back one... and listen to our episode Equinox to understand what I'm referencing to. You listened to Arnold. 
I listened to Arnold as well. But this movie was famously, upon its release, they dubbed his voice because, Mm -hmm. as Tim said, he was Australian. Because Tim doesn't know the difference between Austria and Australia. (laughs) Rich Little did the voice. um, (laughs) Well, no, we do get to hear the guy's voice in this movie. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, Spoilers at the end, folks. And he just, Arnold, and he is, he's acting very wooden. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's maybe, he speaks clearly and he sounds like Arnold, but he just doesn't have the inflections it's Arnold does later. Crom so I don't think it's like a language barrier. It's what? <laughs> he said, Crom, Crom laughs at your four winds. That's, <laughs> doesn't he say that to <laughs> Zeus? Yeah. And he's, and there's that bit where he says to Zeus, Zeus, I'm tired of the same old faces. And Zeus is like, what are you going to do about it? He's going to say, I'm going to crush you. Have you drove you before me and hear the lamentations of your women? <laughs> yes. And Zeus is like, get out of here. <laughs> then he runs. Uh, <laughs> yep. Well, anyways, so, he wants to go to New York. Zeus is like, no. He, he doesn't keeps... specifically say New York. Oh, does he want to just he go to He wants to go to Earth because he's okay. tired of the same old faces. And he just complains about it until Zeus gives in. That's pretty much all that happens, right? Well, I could, I didn't, I mean, let's set up this. Well, first off, let's address the, the big elephant in the room. Uh oh, what was that? I if you were a Greco Roman fan like me, there is, this is called Hercules in New York. So Hercules, the Greeks called the dude Heracles. So we should assume that this is going to be a Roman version of the gods. Okay. Hercules. And for the most part, it is. We, uh, in the opening bit of dialogue, we, they mention Mars. Right. Characters in the movie, we, we meet our Venus, who is better known as Aphrodite among the Greeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mars is Ares, by the way. Mercury is a character in this, who's Hermes to the yeah. Greeks. Juno, who Juno. is Hera. Well, at least but they inexplicably, kept it they kept all that stuff. But then Zeus, he's the one that sticks out. Zeus is Greek. He should be either Jehovah or Jupiter. Well, no one knows that. They just know Zeus. Nobody knows Jupiter, the planet? No. Yeah, nobody knows <laughs> that. They're like, what's that big red one? Oh, wait, that the red one. What's the, what's the big red dot on it? But they know Zeus as the man with the lightning bolts. Yeah, the they me- also know the, Jupiter, though. The metal rods sp- spray-painted silver. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, by the way, Zeus's lightning bolt is like a corrugated iron rod roughly <laughs> bent into a jagged lightning bolt shape and spray-painted silver. And that gives Very you an nice. idea of, like, the levels of, uh, like, this is the level of effects we're having in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are so, no effects. Really. Uh, so, yeah, so Hercules is just being, like, very rude. <laughs> I'm so tired of these faces. I'm bored here on the Olympus. I want to go. Why can't I go down? And everyone's like, because, you know, there's all these reasons. And finally, Zeus gets so mad, he throws the lightning bolt at him, mm-hmm. seemingly blowing him up. Yeah, that was a good effect. I wrote, oh, that was quick. Like, movie's <laughs> yeah. over. He kills his son. But then we cut to an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Silly joke. And there's these ladies who are like, just like, one of them looks out the window and Arnold Schwarzenegger flies by. Yes. I guess he's falling. He's falling. He floats by. Because it turns out Zeus blew him off Mount Olympus and he plummeted to Earth. Right. And this woman sees him and she's like, oh, there's a naked man outside the airplane. <laughs> and her friend's like, I should never have taken her to see all those Greek sculptures. No. Does all she say nudity's that? nudity got. Yeah, she really says <laughs> it. She makes his line about all that nudity's got her all keyed up. <laughs> <laughs> they're both smoking i mean everyone smoked back then so mm-hmm. yeah if you couldn't actually most people know you in 1969 you were not allowed on an airplane unless you smoked three packs a day really only kids yeah could uh, get yeah. out without even smoking. kids babies they would like babies, light babies right. oh that's mean <laughs> he ends up in the ocean 
And everybody's yep. like, oh, no, he'll drown. So Zeus says, well, I'll send a ship of young boys over to, to pick him up. I don't know why I said it like that. Young, young guys. Because you're a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, uh, uh, yes, a sailing ship of... It's what is it called? Do we is that important? It's not important. Oh uh, I, I, no, because then they do a bit of comedy. Like where you're from? He's like the Olympus. You know Olympus. Because I'm and, from Olympus. They're like the Olympus is a ship that sails out of a you know out of Athens. Yeah, it's the isn't isn't the Olympus the the the, the Titanic sister ship? What was that ship? Not the Olympus. I think that was actually Olympia. But yeah, Olympia. That's... No, wait, was it? I don't know. Well, you know, George. I'm sure. It was, you know, here's the thing: the Olympia really in, sank. What not the Titanic? They just yeah, because everyone knows that that was a fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they got um, what's his name? The guy Mark, who filmed The Shining. Mark Twain. No, Ooh. Mark Twain. Yeah, Mark Twain who filmed The Shining. Yeah, oh, he, he Stanley Kubrick. He filmed the fake Stanley Titanic sinking. He was a kid back mm-hmm. then. Okay. Yep, he was a little kid, and then James Cameron, he sank the real Titanic for real later. That's how he did that movie because yeah, it's right. been actually going back and forth the whole time. <laughs> I hope somewhere there's a really dumb kid who listens to our show for like less like for lessons and writes us into a school report. <laughs> yeah, he he he's like, "Who's your father?" And is, is, is well, no, I forget. They ask no, him they, a bunch of like, questions. They're like, "What's your name?" He's like, "Hercules." Right. They're like, "Well, that's a name." They're like, "What's your last name?" He goes, "My name is just Hercules. I am yes. the son of Zeus." So everybody calls him Hercules Zeus because they decide that's his last name. Right. Right. And he Hercules is. I have a note. Hercules is dumb. <laughs> Because yes. he he wants to be among the mortals, but like this guy, like I mean, he's vaguely super strong. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna say, well, for the god of for God, and I, they do mention specifically he's a demigod, so he can right? die. He's not like the other gods, yeah. Um, but he's not that strong. Like he's pretty strong, yes. But he's not like well, as we'll get to it, he he can defeat like Spider Man could beat the pants off him. He could, yes, with the webbing. Yes. Yep. With, he'd throw a rope on him and go, wow. <laughs> uh, but he will not work on the yeah. boat. They're like, you got to work. He's like, no, I will use my strength to beat you up. And so there's many silly like, scenes of guys trying to get him to mop, and he's hitting him with he's, mops. He's knocking their heads together. Knocking their heads together. <laughs> he's taking big pieces of wood and shoving them. <laughs> big pieces of wood and shoving them? What? Yeah, remember, like, they're, they're, he has, like, a, they're all pushing on a big piece of wood, and he's holding the other piece oh, of wood. Oh, that's going, right. <laughs> and he shoves them with the wood. Then he takes it, and this part, I don't know if this is your cut. He okay. takes that piece of wood. Yeah. He shoves it right up a guy's asshole. They, it's <laughs> graphic. Do they have that? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, what's wrong? Got to stick up your butt. And then he throws him <laughs> into the ocean, and the guy drowns. It's a scene of shocking violence. Another guy tries to distract Hercules. He says, what's that on uh-huh. your foot? A tumor? He goes, it's not a tumor. And he goes, crushes his head. <laughs> <laughs> and then he leaves for a while and he goes, I'll be back. And then he comes back and goes, I'm back now. And he kills everybody. <laughs> Fucked up. They do dock. And I do like this film because it's New York in 1970. There's lots of shots of streets. I'm like, I wonder what street that is. And, you know, I yeah. couldn't tell where they it docked. Is. West side of Manhattan, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, an area that's almost certainly condos now. It is always fun when you get these movies that are filmed on location to like see like this old stuff. Like it's it's yeah. I don't was this filmed with no permits? Like like part the way of, I that read the, part of it was, yes. Cause this movie is entirely filmed in New York and they're, <laughs> like, they're driving like, cars 80, on the lawn say, in Central Park. On I'm like, the lawn. That would yeah. not fly today. 
No. Alice <laughs> Central Park looks kind of dumpy compared it to did. today. Like there's there, it's like, oh, there this is during the period. I can just picture like Gerald Ford's like, Ford to City, drop dead. It's right about then. Like they're yes. they're not taking care of the park. The There's no they grass. There are people digging holes. <laughs> yeah. People <laughs> driving cars and they're filming awful right. movies. Hercules jumps off the ship and runs away. And I think is are you gonna are we gonna hear what I think we'll hear? Because they offer the guys twenty bucks to anybody who can stop Hercules. Which, oh, I didn't catch that one. Which doesn't seem like much. So I was wondering how much that's worth today. Twenty bucks to get your head knocked knocked in by trying to capture hercules i will tell you tim i did do a lot of george's current currency kerner i missed the 20 bucks oh well did you do how much the film cost to make or did no i did that i did the cab fare oh we'll get to that you want to do this you want to look this one up so this movie was filmed in 1969 does this need the official song yes okay there you go Roll the music for George's Current Currency Kerner. George's Current Currency Kerner. So after Her- Heracles, Hercules rather, beats the crap out of everybody, the captain has heard to yell, 20 bucks for anyone who could get him back. Mm-hmm. Tim, do you want to know what $20 in 1969 has the purchasing power of today? It's got to be 100 over a hundred, one hundred sixty-seven dollars and sixty-seven cents. I would do. I would try. I would risk my life for that. You would go after an enraged <laughs> and vaguely superhumanly strong Arnold Schwarzenegger I'd in do, his prime for one hundred sixty-seven bucks. I'd use Greek trickery. <laughs> What's that? You, gonna, <laughs> you tickle him. I'd say, I bet you, Hercules can't fit on my hand. And he's like, "You're right," and he rips your arm off. <laughs> yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> he can turn into small things, right? That's Hercules' power. Can turn yeah, into a yeah. mouse. I just yeah, Hercules famously is a shape shifting uh, mouse guy. He's a wear mouse. Everybody knows that. His dad could sh- change shapes. I know that. Yeah, he can because his so. dad's a real god, not like demigod. Well, um, they jump in a taxi with Pretzi, played by. Well, that's Arnold what. Stang. There's a big fight scene on ground, yeah, and we there's... are introduced to the character. Why is Pretzi called Pretzi? That's his name. I've looked it up. No, Pretzi. he sells pretzels. You didn't catch that. Well, he said he got them from the bakery called Food of the Gods. Oh, you caught that. So I don't think I couldn't tell what pretzel he did for a living. Maybe he worked at that that bakery. He off he I offers he Arnold pretzels. a pretzel, and he says, "Yeah, I got them from Food of the Gods in Brooklyn." Because uh, you know, Hercules That's true, is that like, mm. yeah. He doesn't eat any of it, by the way. No, for Hercules, Hercules doesn't eat anything in this whole movie. He nibbles on a little piece of it. It's like, mm. <laughs> that could not have carbs. Uh, wow, what do I write here? Well, they're just they're in the taxi, and they they both know Apollo. They kind of do some funny stuff, like yeah. There's a base like the guy mentions Apollo, and Hercules is like, "I know Apollo. He's very conceited." He goes, very, "Apollo's conceited." This handsome. is me doing pretzi. He's very <laughs> handsome. He's like Apollo with his what on the end of his nose. Yeah, it's just pretzi's like, "Go oh. on, tell me you're kidding. Go on, tell me." <laughs> He's ugly. It just goes on. It goes on for very long. I think this was an instance, Tim, where they're like, "Hey, improv," and the and Arnold Stang, the guy who plays Pretzi, was stuck with the unenviable job of trying improving with this this level of Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> who's not the funny guy later who could do like twins and stuff. This is this no. is a dumb hunk of wood, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, Apollo was very ugly. I mean, no, very handsome. I, I, I. <laughs> Uh, so it's funny that they drive and the guy's like, well, where are you going? And he's just suddenly like, oh, we're in Central Park. We'll get out here. We'll and get out here. Yeah. <laughs> they're just in the middle of Central Park. And. Because <laughs> they were on the highway. Tim. Yes. 
It's time oh, for another episode of George's yeah. Current Currency Cur- Current. George's Current Currency Current. Because the fare is two dollars, so I'm like, oh, what is that yeah. back then? Do you want to know what two dollars in 1969 is the purchasing power for today? Forty. Those are forty dollars. Sixteen dollars and seventy-seven cents. Oh, that's still a cheap cab ride. That's still a very cheap cab ride. But I feel like nowadays in New York City, that would get you about four blocks. I know. And Pretzi's like, come on, we need some bucks. You got to have dough. Now, Pretzi, the pretzel salesman, inexplicably has no money. <laughs> and he's, at, he's expecting the maniac who stepped off a boat from Greece, as far as he knows. So even if he was actually not Hercules, just a normal Greek guy, why would you assume he had anything other than like drachma or something? But this was he's the like, only. You don't really have money? And the cab driver, like, this is young Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's, yeah. like, he's in his 20s, probably. Dude is like six foot two, I think. I know. And he's going um, to fight him. He must weigh like 250 pounds if he's, if anything, he's enormous. He's bigger than you've probably ever seen Arnold Schwarzenegger before. And this like middle-aged captain (laughs) was like, I'm going to fight you. And Hercules throws him pretty far. And then using what seems to be the upper limits of his strength, turns the cab over onto its side. So I'm saying he's strong, but he's not like, and they really fail, uh, they, they could have done the whole thing where he punches him and he just looks at his hand and, you know, like, you know, yeah. punch Arnold. He, they do this weird stuff where Arnold, like, rolls him over and uh, it was there, odd. It, it, I read that the director was somebody who was used to filming stage. Uh, so I think, uh, like, a lot of, like, kind of, like, the funny movie tricks you would do. Like, another thing I'm surprised they didn't do is, like, you have, like, a distance away. Like, you have, like, Hercules punch the guy and then, like, mm-hmm. You cut, and the guy lands like 40 feet away. But, yeah. like, he just threw him, like, about <laughs> as far as Arnold Schwarzenegger could actually throw this guy. And he does turn over the car, but, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like he just lifts the car. <laughs> I couldn't pick up the car. I'll be honest. No, no. Tim, you and I working together probably couldn't. And to be brutally honest, even in his prime, Arnold Schwarzenegger couldn't either because it's a car. It's a car, yeah. But it's, it's not one of those things you're like, that guy is super strength. Like, okay, that guy's pretty big. But I do like it's it's – it's somewhat funny that Pratsy's like, come on, we need some dough to get around the city. Where's your bucks? And Arnold's like, oh, why do you keep talking about the, the male and the female deal with the bucks and the dough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why anyway. are you so obsessed with Dior? <laughs> <laughs> so I think people are really enjoying the fact that we keep doing Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> impersonations, Tim. So then this... So watching this movie, and I get it that Arnold Stang was like a relatively well-known character actor. Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course, is one of the most famous actors of all time. I was truly floored by this next character who appeared. It's the either it's the guy from Poltergeist. It is. I was going to tell you. Yes, Professor Cadman. Cadman. Camden. Camden, and his daughter Helen Camden. I pronounce yeah, but it like, folks, you know this guy, this actor, like he's like, if you lived in like the new, the tri-state area, you knew him from the Pathmark commercials growing up. Yeah. But in, uh, in, in Poltergeist, <clears throat> he is the real uh, Nelson actor. Riley's boss. The one you do the tombstones, not the graves. Yes. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he's also in return to the living dead. He's I the guy who that. works in the mortuary thing. That like they released the zombie, the famous tar man. Like this guy is uh-huh. an actual actor. He is. If we were to look this up on YouTube, not YouTube, on Wikipedia, there would be a blue link to his name. There would be. <laughs> I didn't write his name. I just wrote guy from Poltergeist. His daughter, Helen, she was only in three movies I could find. I hope she's okay. Oh, really? 
She had the stink of someone who never acted again. What else was she in? Um, I wrote them down. Uh, and I can't find them right now. So, George, we'll nice. get back to that. One's All called right. Bloodbath, I think. So he runs into a, uh, he finds some athletes. Here's some, par- here's some parts that, that I was like, wow, you really had no budget because <laughs> Hercules <laughs> sees people working out. And they tell him that, oh, Pritzi tells him they're athletes and they're, af- they're doing yeah. Greek stuff. They're throwing a discus and the. It's uh, a bunch of college students doing athletics in the park. And Eric is like, what's the And he's like, they're athletes. They do college stuff. They throw things. The spear. Now, not called a spear. Javelin, Pritzi, who javelin. just saw this guy flip a carver, he's like, why, you think you could do better? But yeah, the guy just flipped over a car. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know. We know where this is going, Pretzi. Yes, we know. So he takes the discus. And I thought. What'd you think? I thought he was going to throw it and they were going to cut to it crashing into a window in Manhattan. That's what that I thought. That would have made sense. But no. He Something just like that. throws it across the field and everybody's like, oh my God. They just look. This you don't see it. They just look. Well, you see it hit like, you see it land, but like the way it's framed, you really don't get any indication this is far. No. And I, I my note is even like, Herc throws a wobbly ass discus and it goes pretty far, I guess. <laughs> they should have used Because you can't motion. tell. Yeah, like there's so like the cut. You're right, like or show it like landing in the water off of Manhattan. Yeah, I thought they show would do it like that. there's so much you could have done, but they they don't. It just and like it's also like Arnold does throw the discus like really poorly. Yes, so it's like it looks wobbly and shitty. It's like guys, and then he does the jump. We see him leave the ground, and then we cut. To oh, the he has faces. a javelin too. But when he jumps, he leaves the ground, and we just cut to the faces, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Many yep. many lands. <laughs> Again, it framed the way we're not really sure. Like, like I guess that's pretty far. Uh, when he does his jump, a random passerby, Timmy, you no know, time to start the music. Another installment oh. of George's current currency yeah. kerner. George's current currency kerner. He's like, this guy is pretty good. Huh? He's like, yeah, I bet you $50. He can make a better jump than this guy. Guy's like, you're on. And already at this point, having looked at other things, like $50 seems like it's a quite a bit of money. Yeah, back then. This guy has to be carrying this around. Yeah. Uh, so you want to guess what the uh, purchasing power of $50 in 1969 is Ooh. nowadays, Tim? It's at least 200 It's way more. $419.17. He had buried that And this guy, part. without he, he bets it out after seeing this guy throw a wobbly discus and a wobbly javelin. He just pulls it out, gives it to Pretzi, and leaves. Well, he, he lives in Central Park. That's what on back then he had no rent <laughs> he just lived, he was just a homeless guy with four hundred dollars in his pocket he's like yeah i could i could burn that away and professor cabman is also for no reason i can figure out he's like hey i'm interested in this guy and his daughter's like yeah i like her i, like I can her think too. of a reason why professor cabman is interested what he we never know same reason his daughter's interested they're both like that guy is a hot hunk yeah, of yeah it could be no judgment from i assume, me. yeah it sounds like it then tim <laughs> why are you crossing your arms and shaking your head no <laughs> <laughs> and they, for some reason, they invite Pretzi over, Pretzi and Hercules over for tea. And Pretzi's like, tea? What? Tea? I don't do drugs. And I'm like, what is this? Are you, you one of those narcotics offices? <laughs> yeah, I know. So, Tim, what like, do you, I was going to do a list here, and I'm like, I can't tea. make this funny. What? what What do you think, what does tea, what drug is tea stand for? I don't know. I can't. I was flummoxed. <laughs> I was flummoxed. Why would you think I would know that? I, I, I'm not even asking as a joke. I'm just thinking it was like just tea. Like I was like <clears> testosterone. <throat> like I don't know what the fuck. That's not a drug. No, 
But toenails? He, he's really like super surprised. He's like, I never get invited to tea. You really going to invite me for tea? It was like a. Yeah. So I have to tell you, George, uh-huh. I have your three basic reasons why no one invites Pretzi <laughs> over for tea. <laughs> well, it's good. I, I literally wanted to do a list here and I couldn't think what to do. So, all right. Let's hear it, Tim. Oh, I wish you'd done one too. This is why nobody asks Pretzi over for tea. The first reason, he won't leave and he'll drink at least six cups of tea while bragging about his strong bladder. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the second reason, when you ask him if he needs to use the bathroom after his eighth cup of tea, he says, no, thank you. I have a very strong bladder. <laughs> oh, no. I don't like where this is going. <laughs> Number three, by the time 11 p.m. comes around, he'll ask if he can spend the night on your couch because it's, it's too late to go home back then in New York. He just didn't walk around that late. And the next morning, when he's leaving, he'll see a big turd on the couch. And when you <laughs> confront Pretzi... <laughs> He will say, I said I had a strong bladder, not a strong sphincter. That's, that, those are the reasons. <laughs> he says, my sphincter is as weak as a 30-year-old Iowa rubber band holding together an Alabama toothbrush. I you have to that. stop those jokes. <laughs> <laughs> the regional jokes suck. I hate that episode that introduced that into our world. Okay. That's my only list. <laughs> All right. So they have tea. He yeah. has tea with Professor Camden, his daughter, Helen, mm-hmm. uh, Pretzi's incredibly strong bladder, but deceptively <laughs> weak, weak sphincter, and, and Hercules. And uh, who's, who's this man that comes by? We don't really know who he is. He's, oh, he, well, his name is Rod. Rod. He, Hercules assumes he is. Is he your lover? I don't know what he says. Yeah, he goes, it's your lover. You're a good-looking man. She is a good-looking woman. It is just natural. And he's like, that, sir, you can't say that. I challenge you to a fight. And finally, Hercules, doesn't he punch him and go, ow? Is that, he not? does. He punches him. I don't think he even goes, ow, but Hercules picks this guy up, and <laughs> we learn dislocate several of his ribs, hugging him. <laughs> and Helen stops it. But then later, that guy's like, I like Hercules. I know. Why? Everybody likes him. Your later. entire interaction with him is he put you in the hospital. <laughs> He squeezed him so hard. He was like, no, my sphincter. He's not strong enough. <laughs> this is no more poop jokes. Okay. They're too easy. Uh, I know. So, I don't know. There's a whole thing. Like, well, they, they go for a ride. I think the next Hercules scene. Hercules just leers at Helen. She's like, why are you looking at me so strangely? And he's like, because you are so attractive. Yes. Um, <laughs> as they're leaving, Pretzi does say, like, look, you can't behave that way around people. You were like. A bull in a 10 cent shop. I know. I saw that too. I wrote that down. Tim. How much is a 10 cent shop? Roll the music. (laughs) George's Courage Currency Curse. How much do you think 10 cents? How much purchasing power does that have today? That's now a dollar store probably. No, it's not even at 84 cents. Ooh, 84 cents. We are losing 18 cents on the dollar, Tim. Wow. Basically, they raised that thing up too quick. I feel outraged by this. Every time you have uh, a new <laughs> currency corner, I'm going to have a new poop joke. <laughs> oh, no. We're doomed this episode. <laughs> so uh, so it's the next day, right? Um, I don't know what happened. I have notes that they, they went on a carriage ride. Did something happen yeah, before and, but that? Before we even get the carriage ride, I got very excited because we see what seems to be the Central Park Zoo. Yes. And we see, apparently back then, this is, if you've all been to Central Park Zoo, it's actually a pretty nice place now. Yeah. Lots of space for the animals. And most of the animals are... Pretty small because it's not an enormous space. Back no. then, 
They apparently had gorillas. There was a gorilla there. Man and gorilla suit. Lions. Man and lions. And a kind of bear suit. No, those are real gorillas and lions. Man and bear suit. Okay. The bear suit was embarrassing. I call him man and bear suit. That's his character. Man, like we have seen some, like we watch a lot of Bigfoot films here. We've seen some really shitty Bigfoot costumes. This is like on shriek of the shrieks of the mutilated (laughs) level of bad. Like it's yes. It's a guy in a bear suit, like so obviously. And Hercules and Helen are riding through a horse-drawn chariot through Central mm-hmm. Park. And the bee, the bear apparently picks a lock and escapes. Yes. Oh, well, he's... and he, Man in bear suit is a big part of Greek mythology, right, George? It is, yeah. There. Well, a lot of people, that, you know, you Hercules famously has, or Heracles has his, you know, his 12 labors. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know the 13th labor. Uh which is the uh, it's the man in the bear suit of Astoria, Queens. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, and Hercules in that one, he has to go to Astoria, Queens, and he's looking for a gyro and some falafel, and he encounters a man in a bear suit, and he, mm-hmm. uh, he pulls his intestines out through his ass oh, and makes geez. him into a vase. Yeah. Into a vase. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. I don't know, it's Greek. <laughs> the man in bear suit encounters this carriage ride, uh-huh. um, and Hercules beats the shit out of him. Just punches him, pummels him. And the bear, the guy in the bear suit, I guess forgets he's supposed to be a bear because they're just like boxing. (laughs) It's bad. And there's a there's a there's like a guy with a gun with a trank rifle and like a cop. They're like, oh, you beat up that bear. I know they just stare. And somehow this gives an idea they're gonna make Hercules a wrestler. (laughs) Yes. And I was wondering, do you think? Yeah. Do you think part of the movie was cut out? Yeah, we'll get to that. I was confused by this because these gangsters are yeah. like, "You're going to do wrestling, lots of money in that." And Pretzi's, Pretzi's like, "Yeah, lots they of money." They introduce him idea he's going to wrestle. Mm-hmm. They literally have this guy, Mr. Dugan, says it. They literally have one shot of Arnold Schwarzenegger raising his hands in victory. Yeah, and that's it. There's nothing else that we see of it. And then we see these gangsters coming to Pretzi's house. And there was a weird commercial in the version I watched. They actually interrupted there. So I'm like, wait, did I miss something? I went back and rewound it and had to watch the bear fight again. I'm like, no, I didn't. Because that could have been a great part with a masked wrestler wrestling Hercules. Yeah, it's like Spider-Man. Yeah. They didn't have like, a you know, he's like, budget for choreogra- chore- choreography. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly by the bear fight. But like, you get a wrestler of the day. <laughs> like, you know, you maybe can't get Randy Macho Man Savage wherever you can. He's like... Bonesaw is ready. And then Hercules is like, I'm going to smash you. But we don't get <laughs> any of that. Instead, we get. I think he beat the wrestler like, and he said, get to the chopper. And then, <laughs> then they went the to a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> what are some other Unstarsinger quotes we could put in? <laughs> we'll get to them. All right. Oh, you got them all written down. Okay. Oh, it's your story, isn't it? <laughs> Give the people air. Eh. Uh, so oh, he's becoming they, a wrestler. They do go to Rockefeller Center. They do go into New York. They go to see the Statue of Atlas. Oh, yeah. He's like, that is a bad likeness. <laughs> Doesn't look a thing like Atlas. They just came out of the church, so they must have cut something out where they went to church. And she's like, this is our God. He looks like... Uh, uh, I don't know. He looks like a little sissy man now to a piece of wood. Yes. And then he poops on the communion wafers. There you go. Now you a little controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, God Do they show them really coming out of St. Patrick's Cathedral? Yeah, that's what they were. Oh, man. I bet you there was a scene <laughs> they tried to film. And like, like mm-hmm. look, guys. And you uh, can film, we're in New York City. You can film cars doing donuts <laughs> in the park all you want. Yes. But you can't have this big Austrian muscle man pooping on the Holy Eucharist. <laughs> we are forgetting the, the rest of the plot a little bit. I've, I've got notes here now about it. Ooh, okay. Remember, because Zeus is mad 
what's it? Why is he mad? He sent Hercules down there. He wants him yeah. to come back. Yeah, because he's upsetting things because he's being a wrestler. And he's going to send Nemesis. Who's Nemesis, mm-hmm. George? Well, Nemesis is actually a figure in Greek mythology, mm-hmm. but in this one, they make her like, I don't know. She's actually, she was an actress that had a blue Nate checkmark jerks her name. I don't know what that was about. Hmm. And she is going to what, what Zeus has decreed he wants Nemesis to do is to take Hercules and banish him for a year in the realm of Pluto, oh, better right. known as Hades. Yeah, Hades. And Nemesis is like, I hear and obey Lord Zeus, even though we are the only two gods with Greek names and everyone else has Roman names. <laughs> and then Juno approaches her and is like, what if instead? Because yes. they do, they fall in the old trope of like, I can I just get on my little Greek soapbox sure. here? I fucking hate it when everybody makes Hera slash Juno the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Because she's a bad girl. Yeah, well, she's the bad lady because she's jealous of the fact that Zeus has 8 million kids outside of their marriage. I think she's entitled to be angry. Yeah, yeah. If you and Miss Jean, Miss Lee are out somewhere, like you're eating at one of your local cafes, and some lady comes up with a kid's like, Tim, (laughs) this is the kid who I had after our night of forbidden passion three months ago. Mm -hmm. I think Miss Lee would be mad, right? Yeah. Especially then another woman comes up, says the same thing, but like four months ago. Especially if I then like a I, guy comes up and he's like, "Here's the baby I got from six months ago." Especially if I then turned like into a an swan. animal. Yeah, like the kid's like a half goat. You're like, "Yeah, I was a goat that day. I just wanted to try something new." He's also annoying because he's always drinking wine and bragging about his his strong bladder. He does that too. Yeah. <laughs> but this Zeus, he just we Rips. should mention he just keeps pissing himself on the throne. He does. The actor was on his way down. He was like, so I'm Juno, confused. If I, not my bladder. I have a strong sphincter. I don't even eat food. I don't have an <laughs> asshole. Um, Coloca. He has a Coloca. <laughs> so Juno is like, what if instead of just bringing him down to the underworld for a year, which seems pretty good, honestly, what if you give him this special poison that strips away his divinity mm-hmm. and then he could die? Yes. Even though we've already heard that, we've already been told straight up front in the beginning of the movie that Hercules can die. Yeah. Because he's not... so. I don't know. The, the script writers weren't being very careful here. So no, no. we know Nemesis could do this, but thankfully, because like this plot, like really just goes nowhere. Mercury is like, he's like, wait, wait, wait. What if I go down instead and try to convince him to come back? Yes. And he so visits, he, uh, visits. he apparently arrives on a helicopter. <laughs> goes into pretzels. I think something was cut out here. We see, I think there's a joke where we see a helicopter land on the edge of Manhattan what? And we see two people get out, and then Mercury does. Oh. And the guy who's taking the attendance looks at him really funny. I think there was originally something in there where, like, there was only two people on there. He's like, where'd this third guy come from? Oh, okay. But they didn't do a very good job no, in this movie. I fell asleep right there. And Mercury is dressed. He's. I should mention he's not dressed up like a no. Greek guy. He's wearing a suit. No helmet. And he, uh, no helmet, no shoes, no nothing. He just looks like a like a normal guy wearing a suit. And he shows up, and Pretzi. We did forget to mention this. He has only just started to figure out that maybe Hercules is the real Hercules. Because apparently he didn't know anything about Greek mythology. He found a book about Greek mythology. Like, wait, this guy's called Hercules. He stole a book from (gasps) Professor Cadman. Oh, you're right. He did steal from Professor Cadman. He's like, this will serve me well when I have my leaky rectum. Why am I doing these jokes? (laughs) Tim. (laughs) (laughs) You could do it again. Yeah, he kept reading a book about the Greek myths. I'm like, suddenly, this is why he believes in Hercules? Well, yeah, because like he, he's like, oh, this guy's name is Hercules, too. I'm like, Pretzi's like, what, 50, we'll say? Yeah. 
You mean to tell me, Pretzi, you have lived to be 50 years on this planet and never heard the name Hercules before. Maybe not. Never Maybe you don't know who Nemesis is. Maybe you don't even know who Juno is, but you don't know who Hercules is, Pretzi? Come on. He's got a nice apartment. So he's starting I still to think this, but then uh, we do see his apartment. Yeah, I said it's very nice, and I still don't know oh, what he does for a living for sure. Actually, that's not his apartment. They say he makes the line to Hercules later. He's like, they're staying at a hotel. Oh, that's right. He's like, we need money to pay off this hotel with all these charges you've been running up. I'm tired of living uh-huh. in Central Park. <laughs> that's what, I bet you he lived there. That's why the cabbie went there. He's like, oh, look, we're in Central Park. Oh, I bet you're right. I bet you he lived in the zoo. I totally don't and live he worked here. there as a bear. He, he wore a bear suit. That, he was the guy who fought Hercules. I didn't, I didn't see man in bear suit and Pretzi together. It's true. I never did either. That's interesting. It's not. Anyway, so Mercury shows up and Pretzi's <laughs> in the next room. And they're talking and they're talking very openly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back to Zeus. He, he blew me up with lightning bolts. <laughs> and <laughs> Mercury's like, well, I guess you're not going to learn. He goes to the window, opens the window, jumps, and we hear a whoosh sound effect. And Pretzi sees. Yep. He's like, blah, 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 blah. Because <laughs> wouldn't you know it? Mercury flies back to Olympus. Oddly enough, Mercury says, come with me if you want to live. And Arnold's like, oh, I like he that. He says, come with me if you want to live. Wait, oh, that's not, that's not Mercury's voice. I'm saying Mer- Mercury says it. And Arnold's yeah. like, that's, a, that's good. I'll use that. He goes, I'm going to keep that. <laughs> uh, so then we cut to Pretzi. He goes out to the professor's <laughs> thing. He's like, he can't talk because he's so, he's like, the guy, he fell in, he fell out the window and he fell up into the sky. <laughs> You've been doing too <sighs> much tea, Pretzi. <laughs> and, and you're not allowed back here after you did to our couch, you beast. Well, the, you know. know what? You know what? What? I think Hercules does go to a competition before he loses his powers because he wins. He's in the newspaper or he's wrestling or something. He's in the newspaper. Yeah, he, he's yeah, he's because he's a famous wrestler. He's he's front page news. We never see this. No, you do, because I, I zoomed in. I paused. I looked at the uh-huh. newspaper she was reading. And the story on the back had a weird headline that said, uh, she doesn't like the go-go, she doesn't like the go-go, but she goes along. No, that's a real headline they put on there. Weird. I don't know what that means. There are some early headlines Um, about Zapruder film released. Smoke from Grassy (laughs) Knoll. Beatles split up. Other things (laughs) we mentioned ad nauseum. Beatles could have, Um, could split up soon. (laughs) We hear, we hear Paul and John aren't talking. Uh, Pluto shows up at this point. True. <laughs> in a scene that seems pretty extraneous, given everything else that's happening. He is just a skinny guy with English accent. We see him and Nemesis negotiating at the gates of Hades, which is just uh, just Central another Park. gate in Central Park with a fog machine <laughs> behind it. And he's like, I wish you'd warn me you were coming. It's a real hell to clean this place. Ah, ah. <laughs> anyway, he shows up. He shows up in Manhattan and in probably the best special effect in the entire show, we see mm-hmm. like a, a, a scale model of lower Manhattan and the lights right. go out. I thought that too. I was like, oh, yeah, they, they painted that or something. I'm like, wow, they actually tried something. Yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't like the light. So he makes all the power go out. There's True. a very weird scene where I think he and Arnold are supposed to be having a flexing contest or something. Yeah. I don't understand what happens. And he leaves, but he also meets with the gangsters. And he right. bets twenty thousand dollars that True. Herc is going to win this upcoming strength contest. Isn't it lose? Wait, because the gangsters are betting he'll win. He's betting the he'll lose. Oh, you're right. Yeah, probably. 
because do you want to know what oh do Do i want to know play it (laughs) george's current currency kerner george's current currency this is we're finally talking some money Hades, those of, Pluto, those of you who know your mythology know he's also the god of wealth. This guy's going to slap down 20,000 American dollars in 1969. Do you mm. know want to know what that costs nowadays, Tim? Maybe half a million? Nah. $167,000, 600, wait, $167,688.12. Wow. That's a lot. That's, that's almost a million. That is a lot. So the competition right. we learn after this, a guy named Monstro the Magnificent mm-hmm. is going to have a weightlifting competition with Hercules because he has declared Hercules is a fake. This guy yes. is a wrestler. Monstro is going and he's going to put up 10,000 of his own dollars. And here's where I thought it would be wrestling. I was so confused. Yeah, it's not wrestling at all. <laughs> it's super boring. It's just lifting weights. <laughs> Tim, do you want to know how much money ten thousand dollars? Okay, three. It's thirty thousand. <laughs> it's eighty three thousand eight hundred thirty four dollars and six cents. I can't keep these straight. I can't win at this. No, game. I know it's really hard to guess. Like I don't know how these things work. Richard Thomas, he was the announcer uh, for the weightlifting. Now, if you recognize is that a famous him, person, he played no. George Costanza's boss when George worked for the Yankees on Seinfeld. He was the guy. <gasps> he was, was the George Steinbrenner guy from behind. No, no, he was just his boss. Remember, there was another man. Oh. That had gray hair. They never showed you Steinbrenner, just his voice. Yeah, those, he was just from behind. George. But, but there was a man that would have meetings with him. Hmm. So anyway. And that was him? Yeah. That's interesting. No, it's not. I think it is. <laughs> I think it's interesting anybody in this movie ever acted again. <laughs> I'm being serious. Uh, well, let's see. There were some funny uh, bits. So instead of wrestling, because he is a wrestler, and whatever Monstro the Magnificent is, who, by the way is another very large person. Actually, a little bit bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Taller. At least in height and stuff. <clears throat> very big guy. Uh, they are doing a clean and jerk lifts. Yep. The first one they do is 500 pounds. Do I need to censor that you said that? Do I need to bleep it out? Because I said clean and jerk? <laughs> the second one is 750 pounds. And the final <laughs> one... Is a thousand pounds, but at some point prior to this, we should have mentioned this. I guess Nemesis has already made him lose his godly powers. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Hercules is able to clear five hundred as his monstro. He's able to clear seven hundred fifty <clears throat> as his monstro. Monstro clears the thousand pounds. Hercules does not. No. Nope. Kind of surprised. Arnold agreed that, even though the other guy was bigger than him. Yeah. Well. But. But. But I found out some facts, Tim. Oh, is this a list? For starters, even this to this. No, not a list. This is just facts. George is facts. George is facts, facts. Uh, the clean and jerk, the world record to this day is not even 750 pounds. Mm-hmm. What is it? So it's like 551 or something. So I, although don't quote me on that, it was less than 750. I was surprised to learn. So the two of them, Monstro and, and Hercules themselves, apparently break a world record just on the second one. Monstro then creams it by doing a thousand pounds. And I thought, hmm, is this is this another instance for a George's current currency <laughs> kerner? George's current currency kerner. The British version? The British version. What? So as you know, oh. 
<laughs> Tim, British currency is not the dollar. It is, it not. is the sterling oh, silver pound. So, do you want to know what a thousand pounds from 1969 is worth now? Four thousand pounds. Thirteen thousand eight hundred eighty-five pounds and nineteen cents. Wouldn't it be nineteen. So he actually pence? lived thir- nineteen pence. Well, actually, we're I mean, we're mixing up pounds here. Uh, right. So he lifted multiple tons. He did. Yeah. So he's uh, he's super strong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, Hercules loses. They just start running. Monster from wins. The mobs are like, "Well, let's kill him," because we're losing, <laughs> as we learned, the equivalent of one hundred sixty-seven thousand six hundred eighty-eight dollars because of this. And then the rest of the movie is a silly chase sequence. And I read they didn't have a permit because they actually chase through uh, Times Square. And they didn't have a permit for that. I don't really. They were in Times Square. You see uh, oh, e- Easy Riders I playing. I watch it again. Easy Riders really? playing. Really? Yes. You didn't see nice. that. You, well, wait. So they run out in the street and there's a man dressed kind of like Tarzan. Oh, no. Did you did you get a movie of something cut out? And he's no, got a... there. That is weird. <clears throat> and I actually... So they... And Hercules does grab a chariot because this man, from, like a Roman style chariot, yeah. and you said he's dressed like uh, Tarzan. like Tarzan. Yeah. He's he's basically wearing leopard skin print. I was wondering if he's supposed to be dressed like Dionysus because he was riding a chariot. Well, see there, you go. Dionysus, the Greek god, or Bacchus, as he was known as a Roman incarnation. Uh-huh, he wears a leopard skin, so I'm like maybe, but they never do anything. I thought maybe it was gonna be him. But he was just I was this movie in Times Square for no reason we could discern. Trying to this is why is Tarzan riding a Roman chariot? Because there's going to be the Thanksgiving Day Parade, I think. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, what month did this occur during? Uh, Thanksgiving month. Officially okay. known in the Greek calendar as Thanksgiving month. It's weird they had that, yeah. <laughs> but this is my favorite joke. That the man with the chariot was buying a hot dog. Hercules oh, yes. jumps on it, takes off. The man with the hot dog, who has his hot dog, chases after him. And the man selling the hot dogs, trying to put his sauerkraut on the hot dog, chases after <laughs> The man with the hot dog. <laughs> I didn't realize that's what he was doing until the moment after this insane chase sequence. Yes, they chase him all the way. Mobsters chasing. Well, so the Camdens, Helen and the professor, the guy from Poltergeist, mm-hmm. are pretending to have Hercules in a car. So the mobsters are chasing after them. Okay. They're all doing, they're all riding through Central Park, yes. riding on the lawn. Right away. Like, like crazy. A bike <laughs> in fast motion crashes into something. I don't know what was happening there. Bikers ruled. Central Park, 1970. <laughs> they, uh, God, they end up in like a, a I kind of felt like it was like the printing offices of a newspaper. We were jumping ahead of the joke. The, the chariot breaks. The chase well, the chariot breaks, stops, yeah. And the man with the hot, the selling hot dogs puts the sauerkraut on the hot dog of the man chasing the chariot. Anyway, I like that. Which was yeah. pretty fun. Yeah, it was a long <laughs> sequence of him chasing just to get this sequence on. So, so the Camdens end up in like, I think it's a, Printing press. Yeah. It's big barrels big of tubes. something. Yeah. Worth- big barrels of something. Hercules joins up with <clears> them. <throat> we cut back to the unimpressive Olympus. The gods are watching. They send. And they're like, we should send some help. Mercury gets Atlas and Samson. Those are totally different. Tim. Different. Uh, <laughs> Samson is a Greek. No. Samson is from the fucking Old Testament. <laughs> also. <laughs> His strength is contingent upon having long hair. 
Oh, no, funny. this guy, this guy playing Samson did not have long hair. <laughs> I didn't even think so. Pick up on that. It's these two, and also, and and Atlas is a fucking titan. <laughs> so whatever. So these two other rando muscle guys, I guess, like they were the ones who couldn't get the part of Monstro. <laughs> so like they're probably friends of Arnold's from Pumping Iron. They're just suddenly down there too, beating up gangsters. Yes, they. Arnold and is hiding with the Camdens because he's only immortal now. Right. He very He's, daintily uses his little foot to push over a tube on top of a guy. <laughs> it's pretty funny looking. Yes. Zeus is watching. Now he's noticing from Olympus. They're all looking down. He's like, why are Atlas and Samson there? Who called them down? <laughs> and Mercury is so fucking obvious. He's like, looks away like going, yang, yang, yang. <laughs> Mercury, did you do that? <laughs> I mean, I am a Greek geek here. <laughs> Mercury slash Hermes is literally the god of lying. <laughs> this guy was terrible at lying. That. He was so always Zeus lying about like, how strong his bladder was, right, George? Yeah, I mean, we <laughs> forgot to mention it because, like, that Pretzi, of course, worships Mercury. He's like, <laughs> That's right. I don't, I don't, I have a very strong bladder. It's just my terribly weak rectum, as Tim pointed out. We, so. It is shocking in this movie how many scenes of just like, Pretzi getting off a couch and just leaving a big turd there are. You said no more right? turd jokes. <laughs> well, you're the one who keep bringing them up, buddy. So that's pretty uh, much. So, oh, so yeah, they, they, they defeat the gangsters and they go to the top of the Empire State Building. Just, yeah, well, just Zeus watches this and he has a change of heart and he's <clears> like, he throws his, uh, his corrugated iron lightning bolt down, which uh, I guess gives Zeus, I mean, it gives Hercules back his powers. Yep. And that's, they go to the Taipei State Building, which is cool. I do want to know. I mean, I'm just saying, if if Hercules is a straight god, why why did he go mm-hmm. to the Empire State Building with Pretzi? Why didn't he bring uh, Helen, who he, they seem to have a thing going on? So I was confused. I don't think Hercules is a straight god. I think he is. I think he swings both ways. Okay, I just wondered. I think he was. I think he was about to make his affections known to Pretzi. He's like, Pretzi. And he saw what the I cheap think it's time we tied the knot. Get it? Cause you are a pretzel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he saw what a cheap skate it was. Cause he was going to look through one of those binoculars. He's like 10 cents. Forget it. Well, Tim, we do know that 10 cents is the equivalent of 84 cents. So <laughs> maybe you'd be so 84 cents. That's it. too much money. <laughs> You're doing that. Was that was probably my best Pretzi I did right then. Mm hmm. Uh, it's not a tumor. So, is my best Arnold. No. Mm. <laughs> so Hercules disappears from the top of Mount Olymp- uh, from the top of the Empire State Building, mm-hmm. and Pretzi's all sad. He's like, "Why He's did Herc leave me? Where did he go?" And he goes back to his ramshackle apartment, wherever it is, because he's no longer staying in the posh hotel. Turns on the radio, and he's sitting there going, "Like mm. he's just all sad." <clears throat> and he's like, "I guess I'll just, <clears throat> I don't know, just sit here and look sad." And then the radio starts talking. Well, he turns it on. Because he's like, oh, he I, know, I know it'll cheer me up. The Beatles. And he turns on the radio. Like, sad to report. <laughs> Beatles have broken up. They will make no more new music. <laughs> they say, well, don't worry. It won't be the end of the Beatles music. They'll release a song called Now and Then. In the far off year of 2023, it'll be their best song ever. And everyone will love it. <laughs> he does turn the radio, I think, because he's so sad. And we hear, this is great. So the version we, we heard was... Um, it was a dubbed voice with Arnold's actual voice, but the version that was actually released, like if you went to see this in a movie theater, God help you, you heard a dubbed voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
apparently Arnold never recorded these lines no. because this was never officially released. Mm-hmm. So we get to hear the original actor's voice who dubbed this. Yeah. Don't worry, Patsy. It's me, Hercules. <laughs> I'm back on Olympus and everything's good now. Is that what you heard? I'll always love you. Tell Helen and the professor, I don't understand why they're in the movie. They seemed half-baked at best. In my, in my version, it was Stephen Hawking, Hawking that did the voice. He was like, Prepsy, oh, I miss you. I, if oh, you ever love me. Just. <laughs> you know, him. That's, that's. Just think of me. I will be in your heart. That's, that's what was on my version. I don't know. That's weird. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> Mocking Steve Hawking. I'm not. That's what his voice sounded like. <laughs> so Hercules goes back to the Olympus, which is, of course, that section, little new section of Central Park. He's yeah. like, Father, I have learned much. I now am happy to be back here. And his dad's like, yeah, yeah, Zeus. He's like, yeah, maybe you all should uh, get the fuck out of my face. You and Juno and all the rest. And then he looks, he's like rubs his beard. Yep. And then he throws a lightning bolt down. And then we cut back to those same wacky ladies same on the ladies. plane. The same one, the overstimulated lady saw naked statues in Greece and was hallucinating a naked Arnold Schwarzenegger. And she looks out the window and she sees <laughs> Zeus is transformed into a Hasidic Jew, just falling yes. from the That's what I thought too. Why is he Hasidic? <laughs> well, you know, who knows? Who knows? So, yeah, so Zeus is flying down to New York to, uh, to live in a section of Brooklyn, I guess. Yes, get a bagel. Yep. <laughs> From Food of God. The end. The end, George. Ooh, let's go to revenge. Wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, I'll find you. Revenge. One of us will die. One of us will I will die. not stay. I will not let Cindy take my place. I will have my revenge. Ooh, get drunk with a Sasquatch. Did you write it down, George? Yes. The que- the wild card question <laughs> today for the two of us, Tim, is most likely to be drunk during a Sasquatch encounter. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, that opens it up a bit. No, it's Pretzi. Pretzi's the only person that drank in this movie. <laughs> right? Yeah, so where do we think this Sasquatch encounter ha- Do we think Pretzi... Okay, so as established, he, Pretzi apparently lives in the middle of Central Park. He would encounter man in Bigfoot costume in Central Park is what I think would happen. Do you think it's the man? He, the guy's like, I'm actually not a man. I wandered down out of the north from during the last <laughs> ice age and live in upstate New York. I crossed over the Tappan Sea Bridge and now I live in Central Park. True. That could have happened. Yes, reference to previous episodes, Shrieks of the Mutilated. And uh, he would dig up the I assume alcohol. he would recruit him to be a wrestler, but he wouldn't know what a Bigfoot was. He wouldn't. Because he didn't know what Hercules was either. Well, he would. St- he just assumed he's a big, naked, hairy guy. He would steal a book then, about cryptids from someone's house. That's how it would happen with Pretzi. Who would be the... I, <laughs> Do we think it would be real life uh, cryptozoologist Corin, Lauren Coleman <laughs> yes, would see them? Yes, his house. They're like, I'm intrigued by this guy. I think he might be an actual Sasquatch. Come to my posh digs. Perhaps he'd bring and him. While he's there, he steals a book. He's like, Bigfoot? My new friend has big feet too. Oi. He says, really? Come over for tea. And Presley's like, what? No one invites me for tea. No, I think he's like, come over for some fucking heroin. He's like, why, thanks. I'd love some tea. But it turns out, no, he's just, he just, they just fucking shoot up heroin and Pretzi dies of an overdose. The end. Okay. The end. Wow. It's <laughs> good one. That made no sense. I don't know what happened in that story. Pretzi got drunk and did heroin and died. <laughs> he was supposed to, okay. With man in Bigfoot soup. Well, it's actually a Bigfoot. Wink, 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 wink. <laughs> a Sasquatch. 
All right. <clears throat> you want to go first or you want me to get through? No. Mine? Okay. I kept this under 500 words. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to make it smaller. Let me stick Good to jobs. Okay. My sequel. The, that, that man in the bear suit. Man in bear suit. That's my character. He works all day in the Central Park Zoo pretending to be a bear. Entertaining snot-nosed kids and pretending to like to play with that big ball. So that, yeah, that night he escaped the zoo was not so much an escape. Uh-huh. He just sneaks out every night to head over to Times Square so he can catch that new movie, Easy Rider. You know, he's watched it like six right. times. Ooh, it's all tying together, Tim. Yep. So that night he met Herc. Guy in bear suit was just headed to the movies again. But as you know, he ran into that Greek god and Herc beat him mercilessly. So they take man in bear suit to the vet, get him his shots, release his glands, do all that stuff to him. Once they do get they him back to the suit. Yes, no, they didn't do that. That's Once, rough. <laughs> Once back at the zoo, they double his guards to make sure he won't escape again. Thus, man in bear suit is furious at Hercules and wants revenge. And as we saw at the end of the movie, Zeus came down to visit New York City. And Zeus went to the zoo to see Man in Bear Suit, who had this mighty encounter with Hercules, his son. I have a question. Yeah? Did Zeus go to the zoo because he thought it said Zeus? Because their name sounds somewhat similar? Zeus, Zeus? Sure, yeah. yeah. And then he said, oh, here's Man in Bear Suit, who fought my son. I'll I'll go have a... That was the unknown 13th labor of Hercules. Conversation with him. And he says, why so sad? And Man in Bear Suit explains, you know, he loves Easy Rider and he can't see it because he was caught keep sneaking out and beat by Hercules. And Zeus responds, ha, I'm his father. I know how impertinent he can be. But let me tell you, this gives Man in Bear Suit an idea. Rather than curse Zeus and Hercules, he, he praises Zeus and then questions him about his power. He says, you can shoot lightning bolts, right? And Zeus says, of, of course. And he does one and he blows up the sheep meadow because back then nobody cared what happened in Central Park. <laughs> bear man says cool but i heard other things people say that you maybe can do like turn into a animal and zeus says of course i can turn into animals what do you mean uh maybe and uh, man in bear suit says well i don't believe you that's silly that can't be true silly i'll turn into a swan right here to prove it and he turns into a swan and bear man says whoa you really can you're one cool dude you want to come in this cage and smoke this big doobie with me because that's what he did all night because he couldn't get out anymore so they hang it's, out it's, how did he get the weed uh he's, he buys it from man in bigfoot suit he comes by the zoo okay. oh okay good good time all together <laughs> so they hang out smoking this joint that bear and man suit had laced with angel dust and sneakily man in bear suit does not inhale so zeus in the form of a Swan smokes all this, uh, you know, pot and passes out. He passes out. <laughs> yeah. Zeus passes out. Zeus Swan gets super high and passes out eventually. All right. Okay. So a guard overhears all this, this partying going on and comes over and he grabs the swan out of the cage. He says, what's this swan doing in here? And uh, man in bear suit says, yeah, he must have escaped from the Fragua factory up in the Bronx. And um, the guard says, looks like a swan This is under me. 500 words, huh? <laughs> it is. Man in bear suit says, oh, no, it's a goose. He escaped from the Fragua factory. Oh, we're getting the ugly duckling territory. You can believe me. So thus, the next morning. I'm a man in bear suit. The next morning, Zeus woke up while being force-fed until his liver enlarged to an unnatural size at the Fragua factory. Did Zeus escape? I don't know. That's for a movie for another day. But Did is... Zeus escape while drunk and then, because he's already upstate, have an encounter with a Sasquatch? Maybe. 
Did we make a mistake in choosing who was the drunk? Well, well that's the next movie. Okay. You're, you're, nice. uh, um, you know, you're confusing me so much. I, I can't yes on that. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> because he's at the foie gras. Yeah. He's being force fed alcohol, as happens to geese at those things. Oh, yeah. He's upstate New York, which we already know is the stomping ground of the Yetis, as established in Shrieks of the Mutilated. Gotcha. He escapes. He is drunk from being force-fed. And while he's on the run, a drunken Zeus in the form of a goose has an encounter with a big foos. Okay. Okay. I said foos instead of foot because it rhymed. <laughs> All right. I just made your story better. You've derailed me. All right. <clears throat> yeah, you always say that. That was the fable called the tale of how man in bear suit tricked Zeus. You know that tale, right? That's Aesop's is one of his famous stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Under 500 words. Woo. Okay. All right, folks. Start the music, Tim. Okay. I'm, I'm, look, we all know I'm a Greek myth guy. This should be something that's right up my alleyway, but uh, I didn't do the work. But luckily, I happen to know that there is a revenge story that exists for this one already. Mm hmm. So, Professor Camden, we mentioned him. He and his his he and his daughter Helen. We couldn't quite figure out why they were in the movie. What his angle was? Why was he so interested yeah, in Arnold Schwarzenegger? Professor Camden, we never even found out what he was a professor of. Eugenics. Oh, not Greek mythology. Yeah, no, not Greek <clears throat> mythology. Because there was really nothing Greek about Hercules. He had an Austrian accent. He had these. <laughs> Very big muscles. He saw him competing mightily against the finest athletes Central Park had to offer in the middle of the city. And he saw this guy speaking with this Germanic accent. He's like, I think this might be one of Hitler's Ubermensch. What? I want to what? take him back to my apartment to learn more about him. It's the final ingredient he needed for his big plan. Uh. He was going to create an army of unstoppable Ubermensch. <laughs> and his whole thing was he was going to invite him over for tea. Right? Yes. Tea. He's going to put the teacups out. And he was going to get genetic material off the teacups. Gotcha. Problem was, he scraped the wrong teacup. He oh. ended up getting genetic material Pretzy. from Pretzi yeah. instead. So he created, <laughs> his initial batch was just, you don't want to know what those guys look like. It was like a bunch of Pretzies. It sucked. <laughs> it was awful. He destroys them all. He's anxious <laughs> to get, he's going out of his way. He's like, Helen... You need to get DNA some way from Hercules. She's like, I'm your daughter. That's disgusting. He's like, look, <laughs> just just invite him over for tea again or something. But then that whole business with the gangsters happens. Yeah. And they're running through like they're tipping barrels on people. Atlas and Samson are there for some reason. Nobody <laughs> understands why. They don't even have lines. They're just punching gangsters. Yeah. And then Hercules just disappears. Right. Unfortunately, Camden had already spent a lot of money on the first Fidel genetic experiment with Pretzi. So. He'd promised a lot to his superiors at the college that he's taught at, which let's just say was middle of Central Park University. <laughs> Even though he was tenured, they fired him. Mm. His daughter didn't want anything more to do with him. She kicked him to the curb didn't. and he spent some time. He worked... As a mortuary assistant. Well, didn't he hang out with all his, small his, his pretzies? I have a question. What happened to all those no, pretzies? No, he destroyed, he destroyed all the pretzies. Uh, that's, you don't want... Look, Tim, one pretzies enough. You, know, I if you have a batch of pretzies. That's the sequel I wanted. 
<laughs> okay, how about this, Tim? He seals them up in drums and has okay. them shipped away by the U.S. government. All right. So they'll be found just like in Return to <laughs> the Living Dead. Okay. Meanwhile, he gets a job just like Return to the Living Dead. He gets a job as a mortuary assistant where there are some things in the basement. He accidentally creates a zombie apocalypse. We won't get into that part. He's inspired by his experiences with the zombie apocalypse. He's like, maybe I'll get into real estate instead. He buys us some cheap land. Turns out there's graves on it. Oh, he just wouldn't you know it? He just switches the headstones. <laughs> Turns out that causes a whole haunting. It's where they buried all the pretzies. That job. It's where they buried all the pretzies, right, George? It's where all the pretzies were buried. You're right. <laughs> it's it's not actually a cemetery. He, like he's like, oh, I did move the grave. It's just that a, this is where I buried all those thousands of pretzy clothes. It's a pretzitary. Yep, pretzitary. This is even. I just realized, Tim. This is even revenge. This is just the sad saga of Professor Camden. And then eventually, he got fired from that job, too, after all the pretzies came to life and became a poltergeist and sucked a girl into a TV. Then he just worked at Pathmark. Okay. Yep, which was a shopping, a food shopping place he must in have the done, tri-state area. He did something bad. So that was that was fate's revenge on him. Well, he made, he uh, well, made all his, those pretzies and killed them. He made and killed those pretzies, and his revenge, actually, he could never seek revenge on Hercules because Hercules went back uh, to Mount Olympus, mm-hmm. but he found the original pretzie, and he shot him in his sleep. What? <laughs> <laughs> he shot him while he was sleeping. And did he say, consider this a divorce? He says, and then he jumped out a window, and but instead of falling up like Mercury, he plummeted down to the streets below where he blew up like a ketchup packet all over the streets of Manhattan. <laughs> the end. All the while yelling, get to the chopper. Wait, why is he doing Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonations? I thought you meant Arnold came down and shot him. No, Arnold's gone. He's like, he's up a fucking Olympus. He's like having sex with goats. People, I have Wait, to apologize. Goats? I just ruined the end of the show. I thought we were talking about Arnold. Tim. <sighs> I ruined the story long before you had a chance to ruin it. <laughs> Folks, this is the sometimes end. the journey is not about the destination, but it's about the journey itself. Is, and I I say a movie is, like Hercules in New York needs to be experienced. At Christmas. But I don't I don't think it is Christmas. That's also <laughs> that true. I feel like this is not a movie that you need revenge for because it's such a fun, delightful movie. It was kind of fun. And sometimes yeah, I mean Pretzy needed to be shot. But aside from that, <laughs> I'm okay with this being kind of a happy ending. Although thousands of pretzies died in my version. So much pretzy death. So is that, okay, is that the end? That's the end. That's the end. So <laughs> we've got a big backup in the email. The emails couldn't get through. We have emails? No, there's a big backup oh. in the emails. There's a big problem with the internet. There's, there's a lot of emails trying to get through. But they're getting too many emails at once, huh? Yep, too many pretzies. Folks, when you send an email to Seti Bimco nope. with an e at the end at gmail.com, include brand because we're having a bit of a block. Yeah, don't make it, it so big. Out. Don't make it so big. So love us. So these big words. Love us and like us on all the places you can hear podcasts because you can hear us in all these places known as Apple, Podchaser, Good Pods, you know, and on the internet, anywhere. And we're on Instagram. Pod Squad. Did you say Pod Squad? Yeah, I'm making stuff up. Okay. And uh, uh, pseudopod, SETI underscore Bimco on Instagram. Uh-huh. We're everywhere. And next week is the, the what you call the the dreaded clip show. But we're going to be here and not watch a movie 
and um, we're going to reveal clips that you never heard on the other shows, and we may have a guest with us. It's a very special a episode very special of Sandy Boom Co. It's not a rehash of things. I want to make this clear. We're not playing clips from episodes of Sandy Boom Co. We've heard before. Tim and I talk a lot, and some of the stuff that gets cut out or sometimes oh, stolen yeah. by the Smithsonian is the best parts. Yes, that's what's going to happen. You're going to hear a brand new clips. Maybe stuff that got cut out from Boggy Creek. Mm-hmm. Maybe stuff that got cut out from Boggy Creek 2, The Legend Continues. Yeah. Maybe stuff that got cut out from Boggy Creek, The Return. You're making it sound so interesting. I, it is going to be so interesting. And we I, will have a guest star. I failed. Yeah. We, yeah. Uh, we're going to have, unfortunately, we will not have our erstwhile ex-co-host, John Kelly, but we will have occasional co-host and George O'Connor impersonator, Chimelian Kablumo. Yes. That's how you yes. pronounce it. Yep. <laughs> okay. Whew. Yeah, great. That's, that's amazing. Is sweating that is amazing. That is amazing. Wow, that's the best episode yet of Sandy Bimco. <laughs> I will have a list. We fucking I will have nailed a list. it. I'll have a list next week. I'll too. have seven lists. Because Tim <laughs> cuts my lists out. I'm going to have two lists. A lot lists. of the clips are going to be me talking about comic books because Tim always cuts that out. You just wait. I'm gonna a have lot a list. of it will just be the Tim's excessively loud belches he has to cut out. I have a list about Zapruder film just to whet your appetite. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. We'll say goodbye. Love Bye, us. everybody. Don't like us. Bye. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. Yeah. Hey, what's happening? Is he your lover? Like what? Hey, mister, watch your talk. I can hear my dog. I cannot watch it. You're not going to be hearing it much longer if you don't apologize to Miss Camden right now. Apologize for paying her a tribute? A tribute? Insulting her. A beautiful woman who has a handsome man for a friend. They must be lovers. Hey, will you cool it? They're finding the natural if they're not. All right. You asked for it.